0: Good morning, and we welcome to the show once again uh, the Mayor of Batesville, Mike Best.
1: Good morning to you, Mr. Mayor. Good morning. Thanks for having me on again.
0: As always, we appreciate it. And, of course, uh, Batesville City Council and the Board of Works uh, meeting Monday night. But uh, this month, uh, you flip-flop the meetings. Usually it's the Board of Works that starts at 630. And, uh, but this time around, because you had uh, a lot of presentations, uh, Council, I understand, uh, went first. And uh, speaking of presentations leading off, uh, Judge John Kellerman uh, regarding the uh, city court discussion.
1: Yes, and so this is something that's act, actually came up back in 2019 when the uh, city council uh, had their budget hearing uh, in that year, and it, there was a question that came out of that came out that night about what does the court city court cost us, and then what kind of revenue or what kind of money comes into the court. And so, what are the pluses and the minuses, basically? And at that point, the budget for the city court was about ninety thousand dollars for the total budget to run the city court, and then there was only about six, seven, eight thousand dollars in fines or whatever that come back to the city after uh, the work of the court. And so, it was a little—it felt out of balance, and it felt that it was not appropriate. And so court uh, counsel um, asked me to look into it a little bit. And so through a couple of quick phone calls and over the next couple of days came to find out that you can only do you can only really adjust your court in the year before the election year so that you do not you, ca- you really can't close a court in this first year because that judge has been duly elected for a four-year term and so it needs to be allowed to finish out the four-year term and 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 so the law is very specific it says that you can't do it in the during the election year you need to do it the year before and so this is the year before for us the municipal elections are next year and so it came up again here recently in a in a meeting that they'd asked if we could go back to that topic now time is right and so we had a discussion then At City Council, and invited the judge to come and be able to provide some insight as to number of cases and types of cases, so they can have a better feeling for what's how the city court really works and what it does. I I think Judge Kellerman um, was able to provide a lot of information as far as the number of cases that they do, number of cases they handle, uh, some of the revenue streams, and that there would be a potential of picking up some more cases from rip the ripley county folks from the courthouse down in in for sales he i think he feels strongly that the court has a place in the community and does provide a service uh but unfortunately the the numbers are a little out of kilter so monday night's meeting was really kind of the kickoff to have that discussion the the law does not prescribe a a method on how you have to handle it so like when we um, we also had a discussion on Monday night about uh, the Unified Development Code, and so the law is very specific. So we had to have a special public hearing, and we had to follow certain steps. And so those are all things that we have been doing. But for the, for the city court, all all you need is an ordinance passed by city council to dissolve the city court. And so before they want to before they make that decision, they really need to better understand how well, you know, what use does pe- local people get out of it? At the current time, a number of the cases are, are from Batesville, but there's also a number of cases outside of Batesville. And if they pick up a bunch of new cases coming from Versailles to help off, to bring in some more, I'll say, revenue into into the court, then it would be a lot more cases that would be from outside of the city limits. And so that that's also a question that they need to, to grapple with. So as a way to try to get get the word out to people so they'll they'll know what's going on and And for those people who may use the court and want to uh, have their voices heard about the court, we're going to talk about it again next month at a, at our city council meeting and give everybody the opportunity who wants to to come either come in person and tell us. Or if if there's somebody out there who's, who uses the court and wants us to to know their impression or how they feel about it, to reach out to any of the city councilmen or reach out to myself or Paul Gates and, and just have a conversation and just say, hey, I use the court. It's beneficial to me. It helps my business. Here's how uh, so that we can then share the, gather that information, share it with uh, everyone else so they can make an informed decision on what's the best. Way to go forward with that city court for the future.
0: So again, that'll be uh, next month at uh, further discussion on this uh, particular topic about uh, Batesville City Court. So uh, something to keep in mind. The uh, again, that'll be uh, the uh, September 12th meeting. Correct. All right. All right. And then uh, another thing, uh, Mr. Mayor, that was brought up was uh, redistricting. And Of course, uh, uh, that's that's a thing that uh, can be a, a hot topic. However, in this case, it's not really because there's no gerrymandering involved.
1: <laughs> Correct. And so. Uh, this is one of those things um, we have tried very hard not to emulate our brothers and sisters in Washington, D.C. or at the State House, and have been trying to do our best to make sure we don't end up looking like that. And, and so we have been, we started this process a few months ago, and um, when the census was done in 2020, they put out a map that then shows where. Every, Uh, how many people live on each street and which house so that you can then go through and then look at and then draw lines that are appropriate. And so part of the process is you need to, in our case, we have four council districts and we need to have approximately the same number of people in all four districts within a 10% range. And uh, so we looked at our existing council districts, to see if they would still be able to carry over and still meet that requirement to be within 10% of the average. Uh, so for, our, for us, it's 7,200 people was, was the population or just over 7,200 people in the city of Batesville. And so that meant we should have approximately 1,800 people in each of the four districts. And our existing districts did not meet that requirement. Uh, it, it was out of out of kilter, and so we had to make an adjustment. And so the first adjustment we went to then was what happens if we uh, make one district that was in, in Franklin County to make it as easy as possible for voting in Franklin County so that then everybody who lives in the city limits but also lives in Franklin County could be in one district. And so we had, had help and had them look at pulling together what was those numbers and then we had to adjust district three and next and lo and behold it turned out that we could that that worked so district one would not potentially would not change at all district two would not change at all and then districts three and four would flip-flop some ripley county versus franklin county so we get all the franklin county into district four and so it worked out really well in the fact that if all the existing city councilmen wanted to run for re-election, they could still run for re-election without being gerrymandered out of their district or without being the district lines being drawn so they, they're no longer in their existing district. And so it seemed to be a very simple solution. It seemed to be a very uh, equitable solution. Uh, and so it was one of those things that we um, were trying to be as, as transparent as we could. And so we uh, got some help and put together a map and shared it and said, okay, we think we're, we're in good shape. And so we presented it to council on Monday night for the first reading. And I'm um, hopeful then that, that will be, we'll be able to pick that up next month and then get that passed so that we can have that done in time for the county election folks and to be able to work their magic in the background and redraw their maps so that next year when we have our elections, they're ready to go.
0: Okay, so again to recap, uh, districts one and two uh, no changes, but uh, the adjustments are in uh, districts uh, three and four. And as far as the uh, the voting is concerned, it's um, people can vote for uh, mayor, clerk, treasurer, and then the judge, and then um,
1: district council member, then also the at large. Is that uh, how that's going to work? Yes, and, and so when we when we grew over seven thousand people, uh, that triggered a a change for us, which up until now, everybody in the city got to vote for every council district. And so okay. if you lived in District 1, you also got to vote for the councilman in District 4. So when we got to 7,000 people, it cha- the law changes that and says now you can only vote for, the dist- for a council person in your district only for the council people. But they, everyone still gets to vote for mayor. Everyone still gets to vote for clerk treasurer. Everyone still gets to vote for judge if we, if we have a judge. And so those things, and for the council at large position, the fifth council person, uh, th- that does not change. But I live in District 1, and so in the next election, I will get to vote for a council district, a councilman for District 1, but I won't get a vote for who the council, councilman is in District 2, 3, or 4. And so that will be the same for everybody across the city.
0: All right. And then uh, with that, we're going to go ahead and take a quick timeout. We'll continue our recap of this week's Batesville City Council meeting. And if uh, time allows, we'll take a look at the Board of Works meeting as well. And that's coming up as we continue our conversation with Batesville Mayor Mike Bettis right after this.
1: Don't adjust your radio. The sound that you hear is your stomach. You're having trouble focusing. You can't recall your last meal. You're trapped in the hunger zone solution Batesville to go let to go deliver a hot fresh meal to your home or office whenever hunger strikes to go delivers the best food from local restaurants visit us
0: online at togodelivers.com or call us at 812-727-8800 Batesville to go big city convenience small town taste and welcome back as we continue our monthly chat with Batesville Mayor Mike Bettis and uh, Mr. Mayor uh, the um an ordinance uh, passed. This was the Unified Development Code, which was uh, approved by the Planning Commission at the special meeting in uh, July, and uh, that
1: got the thumbs up from council this week. That is correct. And so we had a special meeting. Again, it was a part of that uh, the legal process to make that change in our ordinance manual because it was such a large change. This wasn't just a simple couple of pages. We were been lo- trying to do this project for a number of years where we are... the current sections of our manuals pages one or sections 151 through 159 and wanted to come up with a a more comprehensive a more unified approach on how to handle uh, all those different ordinances that were inside of those sections and so we uh, got help from an engineering firm hwc who has some people that specialize in this type of work and so they were able to uh, help our committee. We, we formed a, kim, a committee almost a year ago in trying to get to a point where we could first understand how we, what we wanted to do and then how big of a project was. And so then we finally got help from HWC, and they were able to help us get into a format that kind of fits how people look at it today. Times have changed. Those development codes are different than what they, how they used to be put together and so we've uh, they helped us pull together a plan. So a little history. We origi- the last time uh, we had looked at this section of the catalog and had a real major change to it, I believe it was 1988. So that portion of our catalog is 30-some years old. So it, it, um, there's been minor tweaks along the way, a, a section or a few pages here or one tiny ordinance here or another ordinance there. And so this was a major up, update, and so we there were a number of things that we had to catch up with some state laws that were out there that we found that we were not in compliance with, that HWC was able to help us figure all those out and get all those things put together. And so we had that, what we, what we thought was going to be a first reading of that new Unified Development Ordinance, and um, council was desirous to Uh, not just have a first reading but they wanted they thought that we have done our homework and had done enough work and certainly with the special with the special public hearing that was held back on july 21st that was advertised and we did our best to try to get that word out and so they thought that we have done the work they were happy with how it turned out and so they decided to go ahead and pass that ordinance in on monday night and so that is uh One of the things that we have been wanting to do for many years, I know Dave Raver, who has been a been a big part of that committee for thirty years, has been the one in the background, I'll say whispering, but sometimes in a much louder tone than just whispering <laughs> saying, "Hey, we really need to get we need to do this." and so we've gotten it done, and so um, we're hopeful now that we'll get that finished up, put together, and then we'll have that be able, have another one of those big projects done so that w- hopefully this will then will make it easier for our folks and then also for people who are who are trying to develop land to be able to look at our information and be able to pull together a new subdivision and have it be a, a easier um, process for them also.
0: And another action the uh, there's a Belterra funds request this is from the uh, Batesville Area Resource Center and uh, $25,000 was approved for that.
1: Yes, and so uh, uh, the Batesville Area Resource Center uh, has a, a building on their campus that um, most all of us know as Fluff and Stuff. Um, I'm not sure how long it's been out of business. It's been uh, not being not been used for a number of years. That building, um, they've got, a, they have a potential tenant that they would like to put in there. There is a group that's called the So Loved Closet that is made up of some volunteers from the community who have been gathering um, donations of clothes and personal items and then distributing those to people in need. And um, they have been in existence, I think, now for three years, I believe. And they have done really good work, and they, were, they needed to find a new home for their, uh, for their business. So the resource center was an ideal fit for them. Uh, the resource center already has food. It already has um, medical stuff. It has some mental health uh, services that are in, on their campus already. And so then this was a piece of the puzzle that they did not have, and so they wanted to, to bring this forward. And so uh, they were there Monday night. Lisa Hessick, who's the vice president of the Batesville Area Resource Center, uh, made the presentation. They have done their homework. They have been talking to a number of different contractors uh, and so if anybody knows anything about construction today, trying to get bids from contractors is not the easiest thing in the world right now. Everybody's very, very busy. And so to get somebody to take time from doing a project that they've probably been working on for a while and haven't gotten any, and then to take time to put a price together for somebody else. And so it's a big undertaking. And so they came with a lot of information. Uh, it It is a really good organization, both the resource center and the So Love Closet folks, and uh, and so council uh, was very generous. Um, uh, they'd come in saying, "Hey, we really need fifteen thousand dollars, but w- if you could find your way to to uh, get to twenty five thousand, that would help us because we are uh, we have a lot to do to that building." And so uh, council uh, quickly decided that they would. Uh, donate 25 thousand dollars of Belterra fund money which is money that which comes into the city that has always been set aside so that council can react to these kinds of situations so that they can give uh, make a donation to a, a local organization that is going that will make a difference for the people of our community I think this is an ideal use of that money and uh, so I give credit to council they they've figured it out quickly and we're comfortable with it um, and I think that speaks volumes about both the Bates Area Resource Center and about the Soul Love Closet folks. Uh, I think that is what made it so easy for them, and so, so hopefully that will get them started, and they can get some, be able to pick up some more funds from other organizations, and and be able to uh, fix that building up well enough so they can then get uh, the well, the So Love Closet folks can move in and, and have a place to provide the services to those folks who need their help.
0: All right. It was also noted that the uh, budget process is beginning and at the end of the month. Uh, And uh, can you uh, give us the uh, date, the time,
1: location for the uh, budget hearing? That's right. So we will have a budget hearing. I believe that is on Tuesday, August 30th, and it will be at 6 p.m. And so we will have that in council chambers like we have done every year. Uh, And so that's an evening that we set aside for council. To come and listen to a presentation, Uh, Paul Gates does most of the heavy lifting. He does most of it uh, uh, on his own, Uh, and so he gave a brief highlight about it on Monday night, and but then he'll go into much more detail about how he got to where where, into the budget that we're proposing for next year, and so we'll do that on Tuesday, August thirtieth at six p.m in the Memorial building up in council chambers and have that opportunity then to, uh, share with how, how the budget's being built and make sure that we're all in agreement so that he can continue on, finish it up, and then hopefully be able to propose a budget back to council then, uh, the next month or so, so we can get that approved and then get that turned into the state for their approval.
0: All right. And then, uh, quickly the, uh, board of works said, uh, at, uh, two uh, street closure requests, also um, accepting some city streets in a new subdivision or relatively new subdivision, and also uh, the Batesville Skate Park uh, Bid Award.
1: Yes, and so uh, w- one of the other things that happened in, in the city council meeting is that we had a conversation about ARPA funds, and um, the city received $1.5 million in ARPA funds, and so the city has not invested any of, the, any, any of that yet into any project. And so during the city council meeting, Council voted to uh, uh, allocate one hundred and seventy five thousand dollars in ARPA funds to uh, to what was already raised by the Batesville skate park uh, advocacy group uh, they have done a really good job and raised well over two hundred thousand dollars on their own and have done a, lo- a lot of what I call the heavy lifting they have done an awful lot in the background and have helped design it helped pull together the funding um, have been the driving force for it, and so um, inflation hurt them when it came out for bids two months ago, and so they were that caught us all off guard a little bit, and then uh, they still needed some. They didn't. They had raised enough funding to basically build the basic skate park, but there was an additional area that's called the bowls. That um, I think council all agreed that that was an area that if we're going to build the one part let's invest some more money in so we can do it right and, and finish it and build and put the bowls in at the same time. And so, uh, council approved that money, uh, in the city council meeting. So then in board of works and it became easier for us then to say, okay, we have the funds to do the project. Let's approve the contract. We'll accept the bid from hunger skate parks. Who was the, who was the bidder on the project. And so we were able to get that done. And, um, uh so we hopefully now they'll be able to come yet this fall and build that skate park and hopefully have that ready then this fall for for citizens of batesville and and quite honestly we think there'll be people coming from all the surrounding communities will probably be coming to batesville because it'll be the only true i'll say true skate park of its type in in the area and so we're really excited about having that happen
0: all right so again uh Keep an eye on uh, the the Plex in uh, September. So. That's right, and,
1: and so I need to throw a plug out to Dr. Amy Carpenter. She's really been the she's been the driving force for all this, and so uh, she deserves a lot of credit because she has um, came with this idea, and we we're uh, glad we we're able to be able to put together you know kind of a team effort to pull this together. But she really deserves a lot of credit, and so I'm my hats off to her and thank her for all of her hard work. She and her group have were the ones who were really did a lot of this work, and so we're really excited about ha- this opportunity. And uh, no, you won't get me on a skateboard, <laughs> but I'll be more than happy to be there when when the day comes that we can open the skate park. So,
0: all right, and then of course also the Board of Works uh, approved a. Um, a street closure request for Mainopoly. That's the uh, Batesville Main Street uh, function. That'll be on September 17th from noon until 3 p.m. And uh, also the uh, Margaret Mary Health on uh, Pearl Street, um, uh, painted the town pink. That'll be uh, September 30th through uh, October, October 14th. 14th. So th- both of those were approved. And also, Board of Works accepted city streets in the uh, Hoosier East Hoosier Heights subdivision, Daimler Court. Hoosier Heights Drive, and uh, Ben's Court, so those three, and uh, so those were all, um, those were all accepted by the uh, the Board of Works in uh, a very busy Monday night. Uh, oh my gosh. At,
1: at the Memorial Building. <laughs> it really was, and so if people have been uh, following along, uh, the last two months we did not have as much on our, on our dock, we did not have much on our agenda. And so we had very quick meetings. And so we, we made up for that then <laughs> Monday night. And we had uh, probably the longest meeting we've ever had. Uh, and, but that's fine. And so that's what we're here for. That's, what, that's part of our responsibility. It was just interesting how they all fell into this month. Uh, but we got a, a couple of them handled and taken care of. We still have more work to do with the, with the budget. We still have more work to do uh, with a couple other items on the side. We'll handle them one by one, and we'll get through them. And, and we'll have a busy September meeting, also, because we'll have a discussion about the court again. And so, uh, so that's a big deal for us to try to make sure that we're hearing the voices from the people of Batesville, saying, "Hey, we 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 need the court," or "Nope, this is something that is not not needed," and maybe we can invest those funds in a more productive way for the city of Batesville. So.
0: All right. Well, uh, Mayor Mike Bettis, as always, we appreciate your time and
1: uh, for joining us this morning. And uh, we'll talk to you again uh, down the road. Fantastic. Well, thanks for having me on.